welcome to episode one of Into It. I am your host, Samantha. Today, we're going to start off with episode one. Today, this episode may be a long one, but we are going to be talking about is Lucifer good or not? So this, I'm setting off this podcast series with a banger, so this is going to be a little bit longer than I would like because this topic is lengthy because I did have to do a lot of research on it. So the first thing we're or the material we're gonna be looking at is basically I like to describe it as like religious fan fiction because everything in religion you could say or like theology in general is like quote quote not real to other people because it's considered mythology. So we're gonna read some Jesus fan fiction. I'm gonna call it Jesus fan fiction because that's all it is. Stories about the how do you call this? It's a spiritual world. And we can't prove if it's true or not. So let's go ahead. So I'm going to be looking at the book Paradise Lost. So this video is by Wendigoon, which I will, I think I will link this video in the description below. I really adore how he explains the whole story. But I'm trying to summarize this into like evidence of if Lucifer was good or not. So let's first start off with my personal background because I'm going to be speaking from my personal background and then I'm also going to give some facts about um, Lucifer to make your assumptions yourself. So, um, me personally, I am a Roman Catholic, I'm pretty sure, because uh, I'm Filipino and we normally, we normally, I'm saying this in quotes, you can't see, but I'm saying it in quotes, we normally are Catholic because of colonization. So about, um, so I'm going to be talking about from a very like, yeah, I know the story of like God and how Satan was brought up through the Catholic perspective, but I'm going to be like looking through like a broader lens and not just having a close-minded view on this. So basically we start off as, um, before Satan was cast down into hell, uh, he had a different name. His name was Samuel, and Samuel was the closest, one of the closest angels to God. That was God's favorite angel. Like he was his, basically his personal assistant, as best as I can describe it. That was his personal assistant. So, one faithful day, when God was like, "Yo, I'm gonna make a new creation," this is when He made man. So, oh, I forgot to say, this is all from like the. The Christian religious standpoint. I didn't know if I have to say it, but this is all from the Christian related standpoint. But anyways, so when God said He was making humanity, Samuel got jealous and tried to throw a fit with God because he believed that what's it called that this thing who got special powers, which was free will, that like he should get it too, and that he should get all the praise too, because he works this hard for what. So he was like, okay, guys, what the hell? So he tries to throw a fit with God. And then the whole, like, heaven and hell, like, or heaven and hell, like, hell that's not made yet. But basically, when the angels and the fallen angels and Lucifer all go into battle. So basically, at this point in time, um, say there's, like, 300 angels, 100 of them uh, fought alongside Lucifer. Or he's now called Lucifer because he's fallen um so he fought with alongside lucifer with god with uh the other two-thirds of the angels so as they're fighting somehow 
the son of God comes down and like scares Lucifer so bad that Lucifer decides, um, this isn't worth it and jumps out of heaven. So basically these angels, like at this point in time, they don't know, like there is no such thing as hell at the point. There was just heaven and that's all they knew. So then once Lucifer saw um, the son of God, which is not God, I, I'll talk about this later in another episode, but that's mind-boggling. So, um, so like, a little background knowledge to understand what I'm saying. So, <laughs> in the Catholic knowledge, there is, like, this holy trinity where it's, like, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? So, like, God's at each point, like, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So, apparently, the Son, which is a part of God, but not God itself. And it's really confusing. But the Son of God comes down, scares the hell out of Lucifer, literally, and Lucifer is like, psych, I'm not going to do this. So he jumps out of heaven into this, like, abyss. This weird abyss. And, um, like, goes fl- and flies. He flies. I say this in quote because he doesn't really fly. Because they describe it as him, like, flowing through chaos to find the depths of hell. So once he's out there, he finds the depths of hell. He's greeted by, I think it's sin and death. No, sin. And it's, like disease or something like awaiting him at the gates of hell so they see him they say what's up they let him through and then all the fallen angels are in there so now that they're just like chilling there um he was oh sin and suffering he sees sin and suffering so sin and suffering are like first made then because now that they've disobeyed god god's like you want to make this really quick because you've disobeyed me and you've fallen from me. So, again, speaking from Catholic, giving, like, background on Catholic knowledge, if you don't know, um, they talk about, um, what's it called? Every time you, like, turn away from God or you do, like, a sinful act, you turn away from God. So, since this was the first time people have ever, or not even people, any entity has rebelled over God in this, like, in this... Oh, what is this? I was in this realm. They like something new was made. So basically, like I, I think I need to explain this because I didn't get it at first. Things are just made. Okay, this is like breaking my mind again because like I'm thinking about this. So it's like God knows everything that's coming, but like He just lets it happen because He's like, I know this is happening, but I'm not gonna do anything to stop it. So. But he can also make things and change things at will. It's really, like, it's really weird. But um, we'll talk about that later. So, sin and suffering are made. And they guard the gates of hell. And all the fallen angels are in there. And Lucifer's like, he's, like, getting them all gassed up. They're like, oh, my God. I'm not going to let God talk to me like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go make a war. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think they talk about Beelzebub in here but some people or some like scholars believe that like Beelzebub um I'm blinking out right now like the other names like Beelzebub Satan Lucifer they're all different people or they're all the same person but I'm just gonna go and for the sake of the story just believe that they're different people for now but they're all like oh my god yeah you're right let's rebel against god yeah 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 so like they're all saying this and Lucifer Samuel breaks away And he, like, goes through the gates again, and then sin and suffering see him, and they're like, yo, you can't go past here. And he's like, 
no, I'm going to go past. Like, I'll let you into Earth if you let me. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. So, Earth is made at this point, by the way. So, once Earth is made, we're going to be talking about the Garden of Eden. So, Lucifer flies through, doesn't even fly. He gets blown through the currents of chaos. This is how they describe it. He, like, goes through this, the, 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 like, chaos winds. Or, like, it's, it's basically the abyss. So, he goes through the abyss, arrives at, at the Garden of Eden. Not even Earth, my bad. He arrives at the Garden of Eden. Eden. And he, like, he tricks this, this cherubim. So, I might talk about the angels in, like, later episodes. But this is, like, the cherubim is basically a baby angel. It's, like, the cute baby, it's not even supposed to be a cute baby angel. Angels are actually really, really scary. But he talks to this, like, cherubim. And he's, like, hey, you should let me in. Like, he just, Lucifer described, uh, like, high transforms himself into like another angel he's like hey you should let me in you know god help her and the cherubim's like okay because at this moment in time angels they don't know deceit they don't know sin they don't know like any of the bad stuff that we have because they've only known good all their lives because they've they've been turned to god they're the closest to god so they all they know is goodness so basically, they go on to analyze this as every time Lucifer transforms, he becomes more of like the Lucifer we know, the devil we know today. So at first, he's an angel. So he, uh, he can, how do I say it? He like covers himself in the image of an angel and then he flies into the Garden of Eden. So as he's flying through the Garden of Eden, he's like, this is, he's like very like moved by the beauty and like all the lush life like around him and it like makes him rethink his actions like should i have done this should i have turned away from god like is this what i actually want and he has this moment of doubt as he's flying through the garden of eden because he's like god made everything here look so beautiful and then he he was like uh so oh my god i'm so sorry i'm looking at my notes but then he has internalized conflict because he really wanted to have this power and free will. And once he saw that, like, God was giving him this new, like, giving all this attention to his new creation, he threw a tantrum because that was supposed to be him. He wanted that love and affection from God, but he didn't get it. So he thought, like, am I not good enough? Would I have done, was that not good enough? And so he, like, basically, this whole war was throwing up it with God. So... And he goes on to say, while he's flying, did I request the maker from my clay to mold me man? Did I slit thee from darkness to promote me? So basically, this whole book is really com- confusing to me because it's written in like a shape Shakespeare language and I don't really get it. So that's why I kind of like the Wonder Goon video. Sorry for my side comment. But then that happens like crying because it's like so beautiful and then the other angel was like the cherubim in front of game was like oh shit i think i let in the wrong guy and so he goes to one god god's like don't worry i thought that's coming like don't worry about it like thank you for telling me thank you for letting me know but i already knew so god lets that happen and then uh and then i think it was the archangel michael or gabriel comes come came down 
to um Adam and Eve and we're like, yo, don't eat the apple. Like like word from my mama, don't don't eat the apple, please. So he just lays out that rule, Adam and Eve are like, okay, whatever. So um so once that happens, he decides to say F this, it is better, this is my favorite quote from, like, Satan himself, because it really shows how stubborn he is, and he's like, it's better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven, and it, like, really makes me think of the internal conflict that he had to go through, because technically, within the book, he had this moment of doubt, where it's like, hey, I don't, like, I think I was wrong. He doubted himself because of how beautiful the creations of God were, but he decides, no, I've already committed too hard. I'm just going to YOLO. And it really, like, moves his character. And to me, like, I'm going to stop the... Wait, no, never mind, just kidding. I'm not stopping the story there. So basically, everyone knows the story of Adam and Eve. Um, Satan turns into... He turns into a frog at first to spy on Adam and Eve. And then he turns into the serpent that we all know that climbed through the tree, coerced Eve. Eve ate the apple. Eve gave the apple to Adam. They ate the apple. And then they all, they they both got effed up. And to me, basically, I said this earlier, but I don't know if I even told the story right. But to me, I don't think he's a bad person. <laughs> I I think he's very misunderstood. But, like, he's not as bad as we think he is in within this like context of the book because they really paint him to be a character that's like my he they painted him to be like my my dad like really just didn't show me enough attention so i'm gonna lash out that's basically to me what the whole story sounds like so he lashed out and then he won't change his behavior to now because it's too late so (laughs) i feel like Everyone should read this book or at least watch Wendigun's video on it because I absolutely adore how he tells the story. And apparently a lot of people think the same way. It's like he just sounds like he's really misunderstood, like a misunderstood teenager. But then again, he like he also he also kind of birthed original sin. So it's like, uh, do I really think you're a good person? But I think the morals behind his actions were something to consider at first. But, like, now he's just really corrupt. But at first, I feel like he was just a misunderstood kid who threw a tantrum because his dad didn't show him enough attention. But, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And please tune in for the next one. And I'll see you next time. I was your host, Samantha. And thank you for getting into it with me.